I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the capital city. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee. But I know I'll be a law someday. At least I hope and pray that I will. But today I am still just a bill. Hello there and I welcome to What's the Story with USA 2020, a podcast. Hello there stand and welcome to and What's the Story. Hello Tens there. Of thousands of ballots. Joe, a little help here, please. Will you Who shut is up, man? Person? Thank you, sir. Jesus. Right. Begin again. Hello there and welcome to What's the Story with USA 2020, a podcast from Ireland full of questions about the American presidential election. My name is Jeff Pagano. And I'm a disappointed Kigo. And we've decided to give up half an hour of our lives once a week between now and Election Day, partly to chat about how the American political system works and partly about all the craziness that's going on there these days. And boy, was there some craziness. Isn't that right, sir? (laughs) I was hoping we would be sitting down for this podcast to talk about a highbrow, educated, back and forth debate on policy, thoughts and agendas. And then you woke Uh, up. And then that was it. Uh, yeah. We are where we are. So what a week. Yeah, normally normally what we do is um, I start with what I call my Jeff Splainer, where I talk about something here, but I wouldn't even know where to begin to explain what happened <laughs> on Tuesday. Um, but uh, we, did a, we did a special show earlier in the week where we both gave our expectations um, as to what we thought. So check back in the feed for that. And, uh, but what we're going to do for this episode is I'm just going to let Kigo talk uh, first while I gather, gather what's left of my thoughts. And um, and we'll, we'll we'll kind of work from there. So so tell tell me what you made of it, man. Yeah, it kind of there was two schools of thought for me uh, going in. One, it, we would all be shocked and surprised that it would be a real debate between two real human beings, uh, two fully functioning human beings. The other school of thought was it would just descend into absolute chaos, where everyone interrupts everyone, no one actually gets to say anything. And part of my conspiracy theory, X-Files adult brain thought that that was the whole point all along. A lot of shouting with nobody saying anything at all. Um, The answer was somewhere in the middle of the second two. Uh, Unfortunately, um, the the moderator just was out of his depth from from second one. Even though it was a Fox uh, moderator and you kind of expect, even though, okay, saying a Fox moderator is moderate, is like our favorite phrase, like being the nicest person in prison. You're still in prison. Uh, but he did try, uh, Wallace did try, and it got to the point where even Trump, who is the baby of the Fox organization, just started turning on Fox as well as everybody else. Uh, the methods to their madness, Joe talked directly to camera, which was interesting, uh, tried to, uh, and he actually came off quite well, I thought. I thought he came off quite well considering what was happening. He obviously had a message and a plan to try and get across to people directly as opposed to talking to a moderator or his opponents. Interesting tactic. Trump, whenever Trump, every kind of five to 10 minutes had a point uh, that he would just bludgeon to death for five minutes and then move on. He didn't actually say anything. He didn't actually do anything aside from interrupting everyone. And, and that's kind of what people do when they don't actually have anything to say. They, you know, if you have nothing to say, you get loud. Um, obviously it's hard to, you know, if you're looking for human qualities, there was only one person with human qualities, but that human being didn't actually get to say anything. Uh, and that's the, that's the worry when it descends into a fight, which was my, my pre-match comments were that 
it's going to be a fight ding ding round one and you you can't take a back seat in round one joe didn't do that which was great but in doing that in wasting that time you also lose your your opportunity to say anything you know and once you start saying shut up and all this sort of stuff it's great to see someone say that to trump uh but you spend so much time doing that that you kind of don't get to say anything um, and so I thought, given the circumstances, I thought Joe did better than I thought he would. Uh, I thought he looked better than I thought he would. Uh, and I thought he dealt with it very well. I thought the rapport he had with the Fox News, uh, with Wallace, was really, really interesting. Because it got to the point where um, they agreed quite a lot, which I thought was a, an interesting thing. And it's going to be interesting to see how that side of the the media house reports on that and uh, and talks about that how they got along better with a democratic candidate in a debate than they did with their their chosen one so it shows it shows the job trump has done on his support base uh so that's that that, that was my big takeaway the kind of the this would have been the one where biden may have felt going in he was up against it because it was Trump and the moderator, Trump and Fox News. So they're going to be weighted in a certain direction. And it actually turned around the other way. Um, uh, it kind of shows the suicidal tendencies of Donald Trump, metaphorically, of course, uh, in that he would, he would rather set his house on fire than tell you what he thinks. Um, but again, it was a car crash. And if that's what you like, this was a 15-car pileup on the M50. Nothing was actually achieved. Um, nothing, no agenda was pushed, pushed forward. We saw what these people are really like. And uh, one of them came off far better than I expected. One of them was exactly as expected. I just was hoping it wasn't going to be so childish. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it, it's all about really, I suppose, what, kind, what you're looking for as, as a viewer. And it reminds you, and, and when, you, when you delve into that, it reminds you of pretty much what the whole problem was and what created this whole Trump presidency in the first place. I mean, if if you're a, a conscientious voter, I mean, you don't even have to be a full-on news junkie like we'd be. If you're just a conscientious voter who's looking at this saying, okay, listen, I want these two men to talk about policies, about how they're going to lead the government, all this, you know, all this stuff. Um, it, you, you wouldn't have gotten that. And if you're, you know, it, they went into the debate. Chris Wallace had a, a six topics it was organized. It was structured. The, the, the two campaigns agreed. And um, if everyone had stuck to those rules and stuck to those agreed rules and actually debated the topics, then the, the American people who were looking for that would have gotten what they wanted. But what we always also have to remember is we were looking at it that way, but there were still a lot of people who were looking at it as if like, go on, get them, get them, get your vote in, you get it. And that was the, that's that was the mentality and those people thought it was the best debate they ever saw mm. and um it was just uh, it, you know they didn't mind the interrupting they didn't mind it was the breaking of the rules that was what they wanted you know oh there are rules well let me step over those rules and they would have loved that and um so for whatever way we saw it whatever way we might have thought it was a disaster those people would have saw, seen that as a good thing and that's kind of a microcosm of what the problem is overall and, and basically how this guy got in the White House in the oh. first place. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's, it's just unfortunate. Now, it, with regards to Joe, yeah, I think we were, you, we, we both kind of had contrasting views going into it in the, in the sense of mine was more aspirational. 
and yours was more realistic in that it was probably going to be a scrap and the ding ding. And, um, and it turned out, like you say, there was a bit of both. Um, Biden talked to the camera. He tried to talk, tried to talk past mm. Trump, but it's so difficult when he's right there. You can be social distance all you want. He's right there shouting into his microphone, uh, hurling his insults, talking about his son, mm. um, talking about uh, one son being corrupt while Biden's trying to talk about the son that actually dies. Um, no. I don't know how he kept his composure for that. I think he deserves a win just for that bit alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there, there was all that going on. Um, it's just, it, it, it really made you think of like, for, for one thing, what do we expect from these debates in the first place? But, you know, Trump is challenging what we expect from politics in general in the first place. He's, he's, he's just come in there and he is so out of his comfort zone. Everything you saw from Trump was a symbol of his fear of these situations because the reason he's so prevalent on Twitter, the reason he loves doing his rallies is that he's not being challenged. Mm. He say whatever he wants. They're all lies. They're all misconceptions. They're all, some of them are half truths, but even then they're practically lies. And he just says them over and over, repeats it, repeats it, repeats it until enough people believe him. And uh, on this stage, he was always going to be challenged. So the only recourse he had was when anyone, you know, if he's talking, he's, he can just say a complete lie. Um, if anyone tries to interrupt him, you don't have time to go through the ins and outs of what his lie is. All Biden was going to say was, that's not true. That's, that's not true. None of that's a lie. So the person looking like, well, of course he'd say that. So he gets away with it then. If the other guy is telling the truth, he interrupts, interrupt, mm. interrupt, interrupt, and, and reduce it to a slanging match. That's the only place he had to go. The only thing we can hope for is that enough people realize exactly that that's what was going on to, to, to realize. And at the end, you saw the message from Biden. Vote, vote, vote. Whatever the question was, just go out and vote. He's not even telling people who to vote for. He's not yeah, even yeah. they vote for me. Just vote. And he knows that the more people vote, the better chance he has. Well, the, the, the thing in terms of the navigating of the just the, uh, keep the language clean, the, the nonsense, um, and, and he, you know, that's not true, that's not true, that's not true. It's a bit like watching war on the news. You kind of lose, you lose the, the, um, the strength behind that. You've got to pick your moment, like any sport, like any fight, you've got to pick your moment to go back. So, like, there were a lot of them where you could just, instead of saying that's not true, just say, prove it. Mm. You know, switch switch the narrative, put it, push it back. Instead of being defensive, be offensive on this. I um, know not all the time because you can't. If you were to do that, it would be a four minute debate. But certain things he is Trump is saying. Instead of saying that's not true, people people see through that. You know, people expect that. Whereas if you stop him and say, prove it. Here we are, billions of people watching us. The best podcast in the world is going to talk about it on Thursday. Mm. Prove it. Give, you, you know what I mean? If it's true, Joe Rogan Thursday, is he? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, but you, you kind of, you, if you pick your moment to challenge Trump, because he, he has, there is nothing behind the comment. It's just words in an order. There's nothing there. So if if every if you if you pick the right moment, like uh, you know uh, an Aki line through the middle in the Six Nations to beat England, um, I had a dream. I had a dream. But if if so, pick something like that to to go back at him and just put the brakes on him, that is something that's going to be visible to everyone. Even if he stutters for a second, which he will, you know, uh, I mean Trump, he's going to come back and think of something. It takes a second, and he'll stutter. That's visible to everybody. That's what he's saying Joe does all the time. But if you, 
in, in debate two, because it's going to be more of the same, unfortunately, he's he's got to pick his moments to go back at him. Instead of that's not true, you look, we know it's not true. We know 99% of the stuff coming out of his face is untrue. But you've got to make him tie his own noose. That's the wrong phrase. Metaphorical. Everything's metaphorical. But you've got to make him yeah. shoot himself in the foot. Yeah. And by saying, prove it, that's, that's a massive thing. And then you can take that out of the debate saying, I said, he said all this. I said, prove it. He couldn't do it. There you are. Case yeah. closed. Yeah, another thing. Um, yeah, and another thing that that they could have done, which actually Hillary tried four years ago, which maybe is probably why they didn't do it. But they, we, we you and I talked about this on WhatsApp beforehand. They set up an account um, uh, at Truth. Uh, they they actually got the um, Twitter handle at Truth. Uh, the, the Joe Biden campaign did, and uh, that was to fact check live during the. Um, uh, during the debate, and even he, even if he didn't get a chance to put Trump on the spot to prove it, he could have just looked to the camera and says, "Listen, listen, here's the deal. How many times mm. did he say here's the deal? Here's the deal. That should be. I mean, that's a good slogan, and that's his thing. He should go with that. That should be his campaign slogan. But here's the deal. Um, at Truth, look on Twitter. It's all the actual truth is there. You can listen to this guy, or you can look there, and then he can move on. Um, mm -hmm. Hillary tried that. She had a website, I think it was not a Twitter handle last time, and she kept just deferring to that, deferring to that. And there's infinite. But the thing is, like you said, it was an avalanche more lies this time. Um, it was just impossible. Now he did get in a couple of licks, but you know, answering back. But um, you know, like I say, there's 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 only so much you can do. And he also there was you know Trump got in some shots as well. And there was a couple of times when um, when Wallace and Trump were kind of pushing on Joe a little bit. So it wasn't all one way. Trump would love you to think, oh, I'm debating you as well, Chris, am I? He said at one stage, mm. you know, and it's like, that, that's not what was happening. But he once he says that and puts that spin on it, his supporters are going to believe it. That's going to be the supporters' biggest takeaway, that you were... Um, that you were debating him as well, but the 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 one as the overall aspect I like I, I thought was interesting was basically you got two grandpas up there on stage, right? And you and I both know that when we when we're grandpas, we're not going to give a damn what anyone thinks about what we say, and that's the beauty of getting into your seventies and eighties. You just yeah. say whatever you think. But neither of these two, even Trump, were able to do that. They would have. Trump says he didn't prepare. That's crap. He, he prepared. You could see he came on there with lines. He had a staff of people around him saying, I'm sorry, Mr. Rip. They must have been begging and pleading with him. You can't say this. Say this. You can't say that. I mean, you can tell some of the lines Trump came out with. You can tell some of the lines were prepared. And they were good punches, and he got them in. But you you kind of lose what what you want from those type of people you realize why they had to say it you've got these experts saying well demographics if you say this you'll get the white women voters if you say that you'll get the latino voters if you say this you know it's all been tried and tested and polled mm. it's a bit bit scummy it's a bit you don't like to see all that but it's also a reality that does produce results but you had all these prepared things they were saying i think that also i mean as well as the interrupting i think the fact that they were trying to get in these lines which they obviously didn't write I think that mm. took from it as well. I mean, you had some from Joe. Um, I'm not here to call out his lies. Everybody knows he's a liar. Uh, you know, things like that. It, it, you know, and about the COVID, he said, it is what it is because you are what you are. You know, things like that. You know, no. they, 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 they were well thought out lines, but that obviously he didn't come up with. It was just a question of where he can land them. And the, and the reason they didn't land 
was because he was kind of saying it like grandpa reading it off a card as opposed to it just coming from the gut which is coming what from him yeah but but uh, but i think he is there to call out and that's why uh, for me i think if he picks a spot in terms of calling out that's his job to publicly call the guy out to publicly mm. show that the guy is lying through his face that's part unfortunately it's not about policy anymore it's about beating a character uh, and that's what he is he's a cartoon character donald trump was at wrestlemania so this is what you're dealing with and and look you know wrestlemania people in wrestlemania shouldn't be making political decisions and you kind of go like that's what you're up against so you've got to tailor it he is there to call out the lies. He is there to put him under the microscope and put him under pressure uh, and, and really, really grill him at the right moment. Um, and it's just, if he's got to get dirty and if he's got to bring up some awful shit, he's got to do it. Mm. The end will justify the means here. If he, you know, if he wins and, and he, he has to do things that he wouldn't normally do to win, he has to then, after the victory, sit down with everyone you know via camera and say this is why i did it this is i had to do it to be the cartoon character yeah i had to out, i had to outdo him in his stakes because we weren't going to have a conversation he wasn't interested in a conversation or a, a political debate or discussion of agendas he just wanted to fling you know what at me and i had to fling it back at him twice as much yeah, and uh, just a quote that um, Chris Wallace put at Biden. It was actually Biden who originally said it in a previous campaign when he was thinking he was running for Senate um, back in the day. But it was it's a good one, and it says exactly what you're saying. He, he said, uh, "Don't compare me to the Almighty. Compare me to the alternative." And uh, that's that's that that that's what Joe needed to do. Um, but um, what what I want to do now is just quickly. Um, just to give a plug, I also run a rugby website, harpononrugby.net, and Kigo appears on that quite a bit as well. He's got his own one, thecouchfundedireland.com. Um, but what I do for the rugby is it's for Leinster Rugby, and I watch watch their game every week. I watch it first as a fan, then I watch it a second time kind of as an analyst, and then I do a write-up. So I try to do this debate in the same kind of way. I watched it first just sitting back and shouting every – I went a whole hour without shouting. <laughs> um, which I thought was pretty bad. The fact that it was six o'clock in the morning might have had something to do with that. But uh, I still, I still let a roar uh, telling your man to shut up um, with his interruptions. But uh, the second time, I tried to take a few notes. So what I'm going to do is that there were six. There actually, like I said, there was structure to the debate. Believe it or not, um, there were six headings. He and you know, he, Wallace somehow got through them all. He got his questions out. So I'll just quickly go over what exactly happened. The first question was about the Supreme Court, which is kind of topical, but you don't, you know, we're talking about taxes and debates now. It's almost that Supreme Court thing is almost forgotten and mm. it's such a big thing. Um, asking Trump um, why he thinks he's um, uh, entitled to, to speed ahead this judge, uh, this Justice uh, Amy Coney Barrett. And uh, his thing, his line was, his prepared line was, elections have consequences. So he's basically saying, we were elected as president, we were elected in the Senate. That means that we're entitled to name this judge. Now, he didn't really do a very good job of making his point, but um, when Biden came back at him, his argument was that the election has already started and you know the voting has already started, so they should let the people decide. And the reason that kind of works is because that was Mitch McConnell's argument back in 2016. But um, there were still things back and forth on that. And uh, he also said the Affordable Care Act 
is at stake. But what they didn't really drill down in is the fact that the election itself is also in stake, at stake. I mean, Trump has actually openly said in public he wants to put this judge on the court so that the court, so she can be on the court to rule the legitimacy of the election that's already started. You just say that sentence and it, that's an argument right there, but they didn't drill down on that. And this is where pressure was put back on Biden. They tried to, it's like they almost were trying to trap him into uh, declaring whether or not the Democrats are going to pack the courts by adding more judges up to the election. And Biden wouldn't answer. He's saying, listen, let's get the election over first. Oh, well, you obviously want to pack the court, Trump would say. And Biden didn't answer, didn't answer. And I think that's fine because why would he answer? Why would he give them the soundbite saying that he's going to do it? The fact that he said, he, the fact that he didn't rule it out means they're obviously considering it. So I think, I think that was okay. That went all right for him. Um, and that's when he used the line, um, no, I'm not going to call out his lies. Everybody knows he's a liar. Now, the second topic was COVID-19. And the simple question here was, why should the USA trust you? And um, basically, you know, Trump spewed out all his greatest hits. Uh, we closed down China. Uh, you know, there's, there's miraculously going to be a vaccine the day after the election. So vote for me. All that stuff. Um, uh, 200,000 people died. Well, if it wasn't for me, there'd be 2 million dead, all these things. Um, basically, you know, Biden tried to call him out on each and every one of those saying that he doesn't have a plan. Um, on the vaccines, Biden, you know, Trump tried to say um, Biden wasn't uh, in favor of vaccines, but he's trying to say he doesn't trust a Trump vaccine because Trump is trying to push it. He's trying to get rid of the regulations. And, uh, and Trump's defense was, well, I've spoken to the companies. The companies say they'll have it. Oh, yeah, the guys are going to make billions in profits from this thing. They're telling you what you want to hear. Well, there's a shock. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's quite, quite a thing. Can I, can I just jump in really please quickly do, on that? The, the, way, the, way, the way through that is if Trump is saying he's talking to people, Biden can just say, who are you talking to? Mm. Once they are named out in public, then obviously if they didn't say it, they're going to publicly come out and say, we didn't say we'll have the vaccine on whatever date. Uh, and if they did, then they say they did. And, and look, if they have a vaccine that, that's gone through three phases of testing and all that sort of stuff, then that's nothing but positive. And you can't, like, that's a, that's a point for Trump. Mm. But he didn't and they didn't. And, you, and that was one of the moments that Biden could have taken. Uh, you know, a, a little light should have gone off above his head and said, look, who are you talking to? Uh, and, and let's see what they say to to your comments. You know, it's easy to say anything. I was talking to, you know, Mary Robinson yesterday, and she said that I'm great. We know I wasn't, and we know I'm not. Yeah. But you know, if 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 you were to challenge me on that, Mary would be on the Twitter saying, "Never seen him. Uh, don't like the guy." You know what I mean? And yeah, then that's, well, yeah. That's and it. once you've named a name, there's going to be an avalanche of reporters getting in touch with them, and uh, they're not going to appreciate that either. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. But um, yeah, he also, he missed another thing here, I thought, when uh, he, he played the bleach card, Joe, he mentioned the mm. bleach, and Trump's response was, I said that only sarcastically, and it was a very easy <laughs> comeback, so you're being sarcastic about COVID, are you? Well, this is the president you're going to get, yeah. being sarcastic, He's, he thinks it's all a joke, very easy comeback there, and he let that go by, but I thought that was a shame. But anyway, that was COVID. Um, the third one was the economy. And there's this talk of, and this is this annoyed me a bit because the question was put in such a such a way as um, President Trump, you think it's going to be a V-shaped recovery, and Vice President Biden, you say it's going to be a K-shaped recovery, and can you explain that to the people? And the first thing the two of them should have done 
was just explain what they meant by the V and what the K. What are they talking about? Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, we're not, it doesn't mean you're stupid if you don't know, and nobody should feel they're stupid. Like, V, K, what the hell? I mean, what does that mean? Mm. The V means that we were once down, and now we're going up. And, you know, the COVID brought us down, and because, thanks to my incredible presidency, we're on the way back up, and we're going to be the best ever. The K means that some people are going up, and the billionaires have got actually profited from COVID. They're richer after COVID than they were before, whereas a lot of people are still going down, and they're still uncertain about their future, and that's the reason for the K. That would have just taken a couple of seconds, and when Trump didn't do it, that's when Biden could have jumped in and said, well, because he won't explain, I will. And uh, yeah, yeah. again, talking to the camera, I thought that was a missed opportunity. But um, he, they, one of Trump's thing was, oh, I brought back football. Football's back thanks to me. I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. I'm sure everyone's, everyone's delighted. Everyone who's worried about their job saying, well, you know what? I can't afford my, my mortgage, but the hell, there's football on TV. Yeah. The TV I'm going to have to send back. Yeah, the NFL won't pay my electricity bill. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but of course, this is where they came up to, they, they went to the taxes. And again, a big mistake from Trump. He actually gave the sound bites, which surely has to be on a Lincoln Project ad by now. I don't want to pay tax. He actually said those words. And that was, you know, I thought that was amazing. And on Biden's side, he made a pledge, which I thought was interesting. I didn't expect this from him. I'm going to eliminate the Trump tax cuts. Now, I, I, I'm just, you know, you said that. Um, George H.W., the father president, George Bush, um, he got elected because I think it was in a debate or rally, he said, read my lips, no new taxes. And mm. he fell on that sword big time because you, that's basically a pledge you can't make, anyone can make. But um, this, is, this is Joe Biden. And as far as I'm concerned, he's going to be under pressure from this from day one. Yeah, that's the yeah. kind of thing. I want movement from that on day one of his presidency and that, that he's making a move on that. So we're going to, we're going to stick that in the file and, and, and check back later. So that was, that was uh, the economy. Now the next one was race. Mm. And this was always going to be the big one. And um, Trump uh, was just basically, you know, it was the usual thing. Uh, all the Democrat run cities, that's the only place where there's uh, riots, which was funny because Wallace put it back to him. He, he named a couple of Republican run cities like Tulsa, mm. where there's been killings as well. Trump ignored that. Uh, Biden was interesting. Biden was talking about the police force and Trump was trying to spin him to be wanting to defund the police. Mm. But what Biden, uh, Biden used the line bad apples, which is not going to help him. Bad apples is a very bad phrase for him to use if he wants to hold on to the progressive left because bad apples suggests that there's no systemic problem in the police force whereby they're just going to go and if it's a black guy, they're going to kick the crap out of him. Whereas if it's a white guy, as it happens with one of Trump's staffers um, during the week, he, he had an episode in his, ho his home and the police didn't come. He had guns. His wife had bruises. The police didn't come along all guns a blazing. They came mm. along and talked him down, which is what they should do every time. They, you know, at least with a view to talking the person down instead of shooting um, from the start. But he said he, he used the bad apples line, which 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 was interesting. But even though he even though he did that, Trump is still trying to pin him to Bernie Sanders. Radical left, radical left, radical mm. left, and he was forcing Biden, and that was a good tactic for Trump. Um, you know, forcing him to um, sort of sway away from you know the, the center and either denounce it or not denounce it. And when if he said anything against it, Trump would go, "Oh, Biden just lost the left." 
you know, it, 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 this big, big announcement, like he's won the day. And when he acts like that, it's going to make the left more want to vote for Biden, I think. But yeah, yeah, that was. Um, but anyway, this is where the pride boys came in. Oh, my God. And yeah. uh, I'll let you explain that one. OK, well, look, there's a, a weird um, there's a weird group and the Internet is great. But the also the problem with the Internet is that you're crazy, not yours, but a crazy theory you can always find at least another 100,000 people who have the same crazy theory, same crazy ideas. And that's what ha what's happened with these Proud Boys. And again, I've, I, I, I tweeted at them uh, something that I, I've got to change the verbiage on it a wee bit for our uh, Highbrow podcast. But I, I said, um, Proud Boys for a group of men, I've never seen a, a group of men so scared of, of, of vaginas in my entire life which is ironic considering they are such a pack of uh, another word for a cat. Mm. Uh, I think we'll leave it at that. And, and I, I just, the, the fact that they're even involved in a conversation uh, legitimizes them in some weird way, which is the opposite of what should be done with these stupid little fringe groups. Uh, there are a group of men who are scared of everything, who think they are being attacked at every turn. Um, and, you know, the, the white man is under pressure in any kind of way. And I think as soon as the president says that the, those two in a, those two words, proud boys in a, in, not in a negative way, in a positive way, and gives them the spotlight, it is a bad time for everybody. Yeah. Uh, even, even Junior was coming out trying to say he misspoke when there were very few things. He didn't misspoke, misspeak once, like I just did. He didn't misspeak once in that debate. Everything he said is, is how he means it. He's not, uh, we go back to WrestleMania, he's not a bad guy trying to get a reaction. This is who he is. And when he speaks with these, about these people, these fringe groups, he is legitimizing them. And, and it is, that, that to me is, is the biggest shock that he is that stupid. Yeah. There's, you know, we weren't expecting him to be, I, sorry, I wasn't expecting him to be that brain dead. No, no. The, the, the thing about the Proud Boys, and of course, this is just my opinion. I'm not there on the ground. I'm only going on reports that I'm seeing. But from what I can see, um, Trump and his cronies are trying to make it out like it's that all the violence is down, completely down to this Antifa and mm. radical i do a lot of air quotes on this part i don't know why no one can see <laughs> but it's uh, you can just you can just take them for granted um it, it's it's antifa and it's the left but to as far as i can see the reality is that um there's an incident that happens there's a shooting there's a there's a brianna taylor there's a ruling that they don't that that the public don't like they go out and and an actual peaceful protest is legally organized and a lot of people go out to register their protests and if that is just allowed to happen there probably won't be much violence if any but the fact that people like the proud boys they get on their trucks and they strap on their a a the AK-57s or whatever the number is, um, their guns, get them all together, and they drive to this place just for their presence. They put on their army uniforms to make them feel like they're big men, um, whatever, and they, they go, and they, just by their presence, even maybe they don't actually throw the first punch or fire the first shot or throw the first brick or anything. There might be people in the peaceful protest that get involved in violence, but their presence there, their decision to go there, to, to be present at that, that's what uh, comes close to lighting the tinderbox. And it's, it's stuff the president is saying, it's stuff like this. It was an easy layup. 
He was even asking for the name. You know, he was, to, he was asked to renounce white supremacists. And all he had to do was say, look into the camera. I renounce yeah, yeah. all white supremacist groups, all of them. I renounce them all, all of them. Simple. That would have put it to bed. But he was like, oh, no, tell me what to say. No, please tell me what to say. And they told him what to say. Renounce the Proud Boys. Renounce the Proud Boys. Uh, stand by. Oh, my God. <laughs> stand like by. It, he could have undone any, any, any holy dug up to that point in the debate by saying that one thing. Yeah. That would have ended up on T-shirts. That would have ended up on hats. Mm. And that would have been something that Joe – there's no equivalent on Joe's side because mm. we're expecting Trump to do what he did. And if he did the unexpected, uh, there's, there's nothing – there's no equivalent action to that. And it would have shut the entire debate down. But instead of doing that, he's too scared of that. He's too scared of making a decision. He's made his bed. And now he's, he's a frightened white man uh, uh, sleeping in his bed. Yeah. That produced the soundbite that pretty much um, uh, defined the whole thing, really. And, um, I mean, I, I left two, I have two more points to go over here. The, the fifth question was the, the Trump and Biden records. Um, Trump's record, he was saying, I had a strong economy. And uh, interesting enough, he, he's boasting about the amount of judges he's appointed, um, which, you know, you okay, politicians get to appoint judges, but you're not supposed to boast over the fact that they're going to go in and rule in your favor all the mm -hmm. time. But he yeah. just, no problem. Oh, look at how we got hundreds and hundreds of judges. Um, Biden uh, was attacking back, saying that he's, he's Putin's puppet. Uh, this is where the... Um, this is where the, it devolved into talking about Biden's sons. They also talked mm. a bit about climate change, which there's really no, there's really, you know, Trump's talking about exploding trees in forests, starting forest <laughs> fires and stuff like that. I mean, that's not even a, that's not, that's not a both sides thing. So I'm not going to go there. So that was the Trump and Biden records. That was another messy one. And um, the final one was on election integrity. And this is where he's going on about his ballots. There's millions of, if, they, if, if someone in Pennsylvania finds one ballot that looks a little bit dodgy, all of a sudden to Trump, it's millions and millions of ballots yeah. all over the country in the whole election. And that's the scary thing. They, he was, again, he was asked to say, uh, will you both pledge there will be no civil unrest if the election doesn't go the way you want? Again, it was an easy one. Again, he refused. In fact, he even encouraged people to go to these polls. And, in, and, and just, again, by being there, you're causing tension. Uh, at a very important place. And if anything, that's even more scary than, than showing up at the peaceful protest. But that's, that's how it finished. Uh, it was just a total nightmare um, at the end. When I watched it the second time, I did get a lot more out of us, I thought. Um, it, it wasn't just a, you know, when you know the shouting's coming, you, you, you tend to listen more to what's mm. actually being said. So if, if people have just watched it the one time, I'd say maybe maybe even just get the highlights and look at it again. Um, but it is worth a watch. Now, the second debate, which is in a couple of weeks next week, is the vice president's uh, candidate. going to be Harris against Pence, which is another – if Pence gets permission from his wife uh, to be alone with a woman, um, even socially distanced for, for an hour and a half. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, so that's going to be another thing. Now, the second president debate is a town hall. It's a different format. It's the two men sitting on chairs uh, with microphones going around. They're talking about tinkering with the rules. I hope they don't because you're basically giving, you're giving him a talking point by making any changes to the rules. Um, let him interrupt. Let him, you know, uh, what is it someone said? When someone's showing you who they are, let them. You know what I mean? Um, it's, that's, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of thing they're going to do. But we're, we're, we're just going to have to see. What, what do you have thoughts on what's coming ahead? Well, the the voice the voice debate, the that shouldn't 
that shouldn't be an issue. That that should be an absolute murder job. Mm. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, what they're going to throw at, at Harris. Um, in terms of what we watched on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, whatever, Wednesday morning, there was nothing in there that surprised us. There was nothing in there that should have surprised either candidate. So they, a lot of the things you're pointing out, which would have been easy layups, obviously the, the two big massive Trump ones, we'll, we'll put them aside for a sec. Everything else was obvious to everybody and they really should have had something in the in the back pocket for each of those things. Like we're, like we're talking about Joe, there was a couple of things he could have challenged properly in between that that's not true. As for Trump, he could have shut the whole can, uh, process down twice, saying, surprisingly, saying racism is bad. That's all we were asking him to say uh, and de denouncing, you know, vile behavior. That was very simple. It doesn't change anything about him. Uh, it would be unexpected to the point where I don't honestly know. Let's Let's imagine Trump said, I denounce white supremacists, supremacy of all kinds. Mic drop, metaphorical. Mm. There's not a lot that Joe can do to come back from that. Mm. Because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the narrative is based on Trump being a racist, which, okay, he stood up in front of people and didn't denounce racism. So look, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck and wears a white hood. But, um, you know, he had an opportunity and he didn't, and Trump didn't take it. Uh, and Biden had many opportunities that they didn't take. You don't get a second shot at this. So mm. either they're going to sit there in a town hall, plant the crowd and just work the room like a normal corporate gig, or they're going to have legitimate conversation. I, I just, it's upsetting really because mm. they have an opportunity to be better. Yeah. That's a chance they have and, and they're just not taking it. Yeah. And uh, plus is the other thing. I mean, it's two whole weeks for 50,000 mm. other things to happen between now and then. So there's the, 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 even though they went through most of the main topics this time, there's still going to be a lot to talk about the next time. Mm. And you just hope that, you know, within all the shouting and the interrupting and whatever, um, we're going to get a decent conversation. So fingers crossed for that anyway. Uh, normally at this stage, we've gone over longer than we usually do, but there was a lot to talk about. Um, we usually go over all the polls. I'll just do the general presidential poll, but there's nothing really to report there. 538.com, still 78% chance Biden to win over 22 for Trump. That's the Electoral College winning the whole thing. So it's holding steady. All the other states are holding where they are, so that's fine. And um, so we're gonna leave it there for now. Um, the mic drop uh, this week is gonna be very simple, very short and sweet. Um, it's um, we we expect whatever happens on these debates. We expect the um, cable news uh, people to be the ones that have the decorum, the anchors, and uh, to be dignified, or whatever. But unfortunately, this debate was so bad it even broke CNN's Dana Bash. And I'm going to just leave you with a quick clip of her initial reaction right after the debate finished. But you cannot say she was wrong. Um, so we'll, we'll leave you with that. Uh, we'll say so. It's goodbye from Kigo. Absolutely. Stay safe and remember you are all better than the, the current president of the United States of America. Yes. And uh, it's goodbye from me, Jeff. And until next week, um, Sloan, everyone. The American people lost tonight because that was horrific. You just took the words out of my mouth. Um, you used some high-minded language. I'm just going to say it like it is. That was a shit show.
And, you know, we're on cable. We can say that. Apologies for being um, maybe a little bit crude. But that is really the, the phrase that I'm getting, more, you know, from people on both sides of the aisle on text. And it's the only phrase that I can think of to really describe it.